0: Welcome to the Felsafe Fitness Golf Show episode number eight my name is Michael Joshua I am always your host for the show it's gonna be an interesting one this week Got a few stories to tell a couple of bits and bobs Got a couple of replies from last week's episode um, let's get into it shall we kicking off this week as always a selfless promotion for me this week um, it's the last few days. Uh, as Monday goes out, 26, you'll have two 48 hours to book your three for twos. So, golf performance, nutrition, and weight management, personal training, strength and conditioning, all that, kinesiology, massage is all three for two. It's got 48 hours left uh, before it is gone for a uh, quite a while so get on to that website and links are all in the description so yeah come and join join the fellsafe crew we've got some good golfers we've got some good athletes we've got some good trainers at the minute it's been really fun to work with them over the last couple of weeks uh, weather here in England has been absolutely dog awful So golf is not out for me at the minute. We've had a few clients come and do my range sessions at Himley and a couple at the Felsafe gym facility. So come and join us, you'll have some fun and you'll improve your game and your fitness. Let you know about the website as well. So I actually have two websites. Uh, Some people have have questioned that. (laughs) So I have the FailSafe Fitness Limited Square site, which is basically my booking site. Um, You can see everything that I offer on there, uh, and you can also see uh, links to my Instagram feed, etc. etc. Also, if you're a client of mine, you'll be invited into one of the four WhatsApp groups where you'll get a weekly uh, video and some tips on fitness, health, nutrition, golf performance also as well i run the failsafefitness.weebly.com site which is a bit of a mix of everything it's a personal blog again you can book from there for whatever you want to do but it's a blogging site so there's a splash page there's an orders page and there's the blog so the blog for everything goes out on there it's mainly fitness and nutrition uh, based So, this week on the blog, I have got it's never too late to add strength training, and it isn't. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're pushing 80, we're going to take that very easily. But uh, I think if you're, you know, you're 16 to 65 and you're looking to gain some health and fitness, you can definitely do that quite easily by some basic um, methods. There's a study on there linked on that blog post as well. So go read it. Very interesting. You shouldn't be afraid of getting in the gym or buying yourself some new gym equipment if you're in your 50s or even in your 60s. You shouldn't be afraid of it as CrossFit is also, you know, showing people, showing the world how to do things correctly. Infinitely scalable workouts should be a thing for everybody. No matter what your ability. So yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way uh, before we get into what my week's been into. Um, and my week has been quite interesting. I've had a few new clients, a couple of new golf clients, a couple of new personal training clients. Um, some people and some of the people that I've been dealing with for a long time have had new clubs, they've had new this, they've had new that. Uh, and a couple of clients that have come and joined me this week for the golf performance side of things, I think a bit happy. Um, one of them was really struggling with long lines of driver. I think we we found a little fix, maybe did a little too much in terms of fixing. Um, and people being obsessed with certain numbers is, is weird. I've, got, I've had that lately with just not just uh, new clients, but old ones as well. Um, They want to see a a right path. But what they're actually looking at is a right face, not a right path. So, you know, with understanding the numbers that are coming out of launch monitors these days isn't hard, but when you're interpreting their numbers to be something different, then that becomes a big problem. So people tend to swing, oh face is right, but you know, paths left. That's okay if you want to hit a fade. You want to be path right with a closed face is, is gonna do the opposite um, and it sometimes it's difficult to explain these numbers um, and some I think some people get attached to certain numbers like face face angle and path but what they really should be concentrating on is face to path as a whole. Because if you've got a 30 degree left path and a 6 degree open face, face to path is 36 degrees. That's massive. If you get, you need to get that down. You know, most most coaches say inside three to five degrees. Inside three degrees and below is very very functional. Uh, three to five degrees, you can play to suit that. Anything above five degrees is hell. You need so you're either going to be snapping it into the trees, slicing it into the trees, hooking it into a tree, something. Um so you know maximum five degrees, but five degrees you're gonna see a lot of curvature on the ball. Three and below is is very very functional. And, and one 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 and a half degrees uh face the path is you know that's damn good. It's pretty pure. Um so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun week working with new clients and seeing new people. Um, I've done a, I've had to bring the net home. We've had a, a couple of malfunctions on it. Currently in the middle of repairing that as we speak. Uh, and personally me, for my golf and my training, I've done a session, in the, uh, another, another workout session in the gym. Um, I may actually film one for later in the year. So I may actually film it for later on down in the year or later on through March so people can see what I do in the gym. Um, and of course, Cali's. I had a brand new set of Cali golf clubs. Well, not brand new, it's a second-hand set. But it's a, it's a set that I was looking at and managed to get them at a good price. And I have been impressed by them. A little bit scared because they're a little bit shorter and a lot less forgiving than the ones I had. but I've had some okay rounds so I've, I've got to spend a, a good two couple of months with them on course at the start of this year um you know I think inside you know 7200 holes 72 90 holes something like that I should be up to speed with them I've, I've changed the grips and I found out why I couldn't get a I struggled to get tags because As you may or may not know, I use ShotScope. Not a sponsor, by the way. I just use uh, ShotScope. I've got a watch and a a clip badge, uh, the clip-on, which goes onto the back of the LX Pro rangefinder. I bought one of those over the winter. Not the rangefinder, the clip Um, GPS. Just because it's easy. I think that you know, if I've got a backup, it's great. Um, But I couldn't get the tag in my seven iron and I found out why when the seven irons were, when the irons were gripped, they left the, there's a block that goes in the end of the shafts to stop them obviously from getting damaged in transit or whatever. And whoever had made these shafts, whoever had put the grips on, hadn't taken the block out. I was like, oh, okay. So as I've re-gripped the clubs, I found a couple of blocks. There's one in the seven iron and one in the pitching wedge. Uh, But weirdly enough, I could get the pitching wedge in. It was strange. Uh, I just don't think the grips were put on very well. So I've re-gripped them. Uh, I'm going to have a full season with these Cali, see how I do. If I find that my swing is too slow or I'm not swinging fast enough, then I may make a change for 2025. But they're in the bag. We'll see how they go. Uh, And that's pretty much been it for this week. Rain. Obviously it's come and gone, Uh, I haven't been that busy as a greenkeeper because obviously the golf course is closed. Um, Some new posters are going up and around Himley, there will be a QR code so you can book. And of course you'll have my number and a link to my socials on there as well. So if you are in around Himley Hall Golf Centre, around Himley Park, as you come into the gates there's going to be one on there. And of course when the season gets going there'll be another one on the pitch and putt so you can get in touch with me. And uh, become a, a, a client and hopefully we can improve your game through 2024. And that's it for this week. That's pretty, pretty much it. It's pretty boring really. It's just been me, 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 me. me. Um, but yeah it's been fun, it's nice, it's great to have some new clients, and it's great to take over until the season really kicks off, hopefully inside the next four weeks. Um, so let's get into what's going on on the tours and so a little bit of news and then we'll finish off with your fitness and your coaching tip for this week. PGA Tour are at the Cognizant Classic in Palm Beach, Florida. There's a $9 million purse on for that. Um, I couldn't tell you who's going to win that, I don't know. I've I made predictions in the past. Uh, 2022, I was really good at picking a winner or a top 10 finisher. Uh, 2023 not so good. About I was about a, a 50% strike rate for top top ten, um, and this year so far I'm down to about one in ten. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do that this year. Uh, I did last year. I'm not going to do it this year. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting tournament. Uh, Nine million dollar purse uh, there. The DP World Tour are still out in the uh, United Arab Emirates there at the uh, Alkemeyer Championship. Um, and, the, you know, like the DP2 World Tour does, they tend to stay out in Dubai from late December, right the way through to about, well, about now. I think the next couple of weeks, I think they're over in Europe, second week of March lpga tour they're out in that in asia they're in the singapore for the hsbc world championships um 1.8 million dollars up for grabs there uh for the ladies in the lpga tour two and a half million dollars up for grabs on the dp world tour no let this week so the ladies european tour are not anywhere they're out in they're in america i think the week after next um for one of the aramco Uh, Series events, Uh, and of course, Liv is back, and we'll get into some news for Liv fairly shortly. Um, Twenty million dollars, of course, is always on the line, and they're in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia, for their next event. So, some interesting places. Um, I'm interested to see what goes on in the Singapore. I think the LPGA tour is very interesting this year to watch. Seeing how Lexi gets on with that Maxfi golf ball is, is quite fun. Or how much of an influence she has on any anybody's game um, but I think personally I enjoy watching the ladies golf their swings are so smooth They're I say smooth uh, they're so controlled and I think sometimes um, us as amateurs need to just take a breath we see the men's game the men's game now is massive and we saw the weekend the DP World Tour we had a 400-yard average, 390-yard average, a 380-yard average, and a 370-yard average from four or five players on that tour. And I'm sadly am I'm thinking, well, if you're going to say 2028, 20, 2030, 20, when they're changing the golf ball, dumb in my opinion. But, yeah, what do I know? Um, I think... That taking 10 to 15 yards off 400 yards is going to make not one notch of difference to the game, to the men's game. Adding golf courses that are 8,000, 8,500 yards is not a solution. Setting those golf courses up to be more difficult with thicker rough, tougher pin positions, bunkers in landing areas, you know, force players to make decisions off the tee. They've either got to hit driver and try and wedge it on the green at every par four, um, or you've got to make them play three wood, hybrid, something else off the tee. Uh, cr- you know, creating hazards, etc. But then you've got to balance that for the everyday golfer that plays those golf courses too, uh, which you can. There's no, you know, there's St Andrews is a perfect example of a golf course that got a little overrun. I think, during the Open. Um, but when the wind blows, as we saw at the Dunhill Links at the end of last year, it's a tough damn golf course to play when it wind blows. You can't have it always. So, But I think the setup of golf courses now for tournaments has to be more intuitive. I don't think just adding length and just taking length off the top end of the game, 15 yards is going to make a crap of difference to someone hitting it 320, 330, 340, 350, 400 yards um so yeah i think setup of golf courses has to be better on the on the tours uh i'm no expert but i've got a few ideas and i think there's a lot of amateurs out there with a few ideas but why aren't the people in charge of these events even trying to appease some of these ideas um yeah that's those my thoughts on that so let's look at the news shall we a uh, couple of interesting stories that, that caught my eye this week um, first one anthony kim is uh, uh, apparently allegedly definitely going to be playing in the live event this weekend uh, i've got a couple of comments of what i said last week anthony Kim kim's a, you know, a megastar. star is he was a decade ago tiger woods was a mega star a decade ago um but tiger woods is He's a couple of years away from 50. He hasn't played a lot of good golf. He hasn't made a cut. Yes, he's been injured. We all know he, Tiger's history. Anthony Kim is an enigma. <laughs> he had, what, four or five years on tour? Six years on tour, maybe, total? Um, I did do his history last week, can't remember. Um, At five or six years, good years on tour, then got injured in 2012, 2014 officially retired. So it's been a decade since he's played any professional competitive golf. And now apparently he's coming back as a one of the random entries for live uh, this weekend. And I took a bit a stick, you know, I had a few people say, oh, he's a legend, he's great, he's still good at golf. How do you know? How does anybody know? No one's seen him for a decade. He might still be good at golf, but is he, gonna, is he adding value to a product that's already devalued? by the fact there is, I mean, it's the pro game. But I'm going to be honest, and this is my opinion, I'm going to get some heat for this. Is Live even a pro tour? It's an invitational series at the minute. They don't get any world ranking points, they're going to get access to major championships, they don't even have their own major championships. The players there don't know what the rules are in terms of teams. Uh, some of the players that are on teams don't even know how they got onto those teams, they were just assigned them when they signed for the for the corporation. Some of the guys, even Brooks Koepka's own brother, has been dumped off that tour, and sacrificed his PGA tour and DP world events to go and play on the live and now don't have anything. They've literally just been dumped to the side. <laughs> and the, the way the events are held and the the lack of consequences, especially for teams like, I'm gonna bring it up again, the Majestics, um, that don't have just one captain, they have three. So Stenson, Westwood and Poulter are all vice captains. So there's only one, which is Sam, not Sam Burns, um, Sam Horsfield, who is the poor sacrificial lamb, because if he doesn't perform, he gets kicked out of live. If the other three don't before, like they did last year, when Stenson did OK, I think he just about managed to survive. But Westwood and Poulter should have been kicked off the tour last year, but aren't because they own a franchise. That's kind of bullshit, if you ask me. Um, so yeah, who kind of cares? I, I certainly don't care. I'm only talking about it because people wanted me to talk about it this week. Um, and going into the live thing as well, um, Joaquin Niemann was informed he got a special invitation to the Masters. Uh, so the Chilean became the first live player to earn one of the August National's discretionary picks because he's played in a few events on the DP Tour during the winter. Um, with no points to play for in the live series, he's world number 81. He's made his mission to find an alternate route after shooting 59 in the Liv's season opening in Mayakoba. Said, I want to win majors, but I've got to get in there first. So he's got one of those special invitations to go play on Live. There are probably, as I said before, I think the likes of Brooks Kepka John Ram, Bryson DeChambeau, um, and now I'm struggling. Obviously, Sergio Garcia. And that's about it. There's about six guys on that tour. Oh, Cam Smith, I'm sorry, I do apologize, Cam. Um, Those five or six guys are the guys I want to see in in majors, that's it. I don't care about anybody else on that tour. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, he gets that invite, but all the others don't. And I think what they've done, they've tried to, Appease some of the, the ease that's going on between live and the PGA Tour. And now the SSG Group have, have come in and put $3 billion into the PGA Tour. And as of is it next year, they're going to be a f- entity for profit, not, not a non profit organization like they are now. $3 billion is a lot of money, but the PIF have got a lot more money. And I think the PIF are now just pissed at the fact that this has happened. And they've been kind of, well, if you want to join in, you're going to have to match, which they can quite easily. They don't just own the PGA Tour and own Live. They're going to co-own the PGA Tour and Live, And Liv is still kind of out in the cold. But it's nice to see that Augusta are trying to olive branch to Liv. Um, so maybe, I mean, I said maybe the top three players who don't already have exemptions on the Live Tour should go and play the majors. I, think that, I don't think that's too much of an ask because an extra three-band group or extra four ball in the grand scheme of things is going to make much of a difference uh, in terms of scheduling for any of those events. Um, and the final thing as well obviously with live while I'm going on about it is uh, Bryson DeChambeau hits out at the official World Golf Rankings. Um, Strongly maintain the quality of players and their fledging circuit warrants ranking recognition, but they don't know how to rank their players because it's only 54 holes. There's a no cut system. There's a team element. Yeah. And I'm gonna put it this way. I think live golf need to change the way they do things. I think that the team element is great but i think every day so they've got three days these these are my thoughts on live to get official world golf rankings i think the team element is a good part of the, of golf and i think when they got 48 players 50 players playing whatever it may be i think they make a 10 player cut on day one they make a 10 player cut on day two so only the top 30 players or 28 players whatever it may be are playing in the final day and i think the team element goes along with that so the players that are cut obviously out of their team so the first day all four members scores count towards the team the second day it's only two and the third day it's one and i think then you've got that's if you've got players in it. If you if all your team members are eliminated after round one, your team doesn't score any goddamn points. And I think that's, that's the only way. It's not going to, I mean, turning up and the potential of seeing the Majestics lose three players on day one, or at least two, and not have a single player make it into that final round all year is going to be depressing, which means an already, you know, Three round 54 hole tournament. They could be playing Probably less than a hundred holes a year <laughs> But you know, what do I know I think at least that there's some kind of punishment for playing on that tour um, Yeah What do I know anyway enough of the list bash I'm not bashing lift. I I I like some of the players. There's about a dozen players on that tour that are world-class and I probably they probably should be in PGA Tour events, but they made their bed. They took the money. They knew what the consequences were. It's their problem. And until the people that run that tour make it into a tour that's worth watching, because some of the coverage I've seen from the opening couple of events, it's it's awful. It's absolutely the you know, the commentating is, is 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 drivel most of the time. Um, I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on. Um, you may or may not have seen this. I'm going to cover it anyway. Um, so Georgia Ball, she's a PGA pro from Liverpool, uh, was on a range, um, and a twenty-year-old, twenty-year-old golfing vet decides that he was going to give us some advice. Okay. <laughs> um, It was so funny to see this. Um, I've seen the, the, the video on Instagram and on Tiktok now uh, and it's been on Facebook and a few people have covered it. so she was working on a few things in her swing on the driving range and there's a guy behind her to her left um, basically tried to mansplain to her she needs to follow through with her, with her swing to get a better function. She was working on something in her swing, so she wasn't exactly practicing, practicing, practicing. She was just trying to, whether it was a feeling or whatever in her swing, she was trying to, to do that. Uh, she was just trying to figure out what she was doing. Uh, She's trying to figure something out in her, in her, in her swing. <laughs> um, you know, it's sufficient to say that it's not worth, if you're trying to be a, a a perfect golfer, it doesn't happen. Uh but Georgia Ball is, is she's a PGA pro from Liverpool found herself in this situation where this guy who's been I've been playing golf for twenty years, you just need to follow through with that. Uh and she turns around she turns around to the camera that she got on her and she's full spit of her face like but fair play to her she didn't turn around and say I'm actually a PGA pro. She took the advice and then about five or ten minutes later she said, Oh that's better, you're doing better now. And she was working on something in her swing so she wasn't quite striping them as she was usually but you know you can clearly see if you watch the video she's not hitting that ball bad whatsoever she's a pga pro she's she's absolutely awesome um she has lots of conversations on the range and this awkward one with a with guy mansplaining to her how to play golf awful um so any of you gents out there that want to approach anybody, whether that be a, a, a man, a woman, a child, and try to explain to them how they should be playing, don't. Unless you're you strike up a conversation and you, you say, you know, you explain to them what you're trying to do and etc, etc. And you know, you want to give a pointer or your opinion on what you think about a golf swing, great. But unless someone specifically says, Can you take a look at this? See, you know what I mean? Don't, don't bother. Um, it's had over 160,000. She's got 160,000 followers on TikTok. And this video, I think it's had a couple of million hits or something stupid. Um, yeah, it's funny. I just thought it's great. You know, we're all golf coaches in our own head. We all fix everything on the range. But when we go out on the course, it's different. And when a PGA pro or a golf performance coach is working on something, they're going to look awful. But she doesn't look awful. She looks ace. She's 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 a golf ball better than I am, and she's working on something. So yeah, it was a little story that I thought was great. Don't mansplain anything to anybody, uh, and especially when it comes to the golf swing, because damn, it was. Go watch the video; it's funny. Third and final bit of news, which really caught my eye. Uh, <clears throat> An Irish golf champion has called out Ryan Eyre as ridiculous for his behavior to refuse to bend the rules as he was forced to bin a, a trophy that he won. So there's a perfect ama- amateur named Joe Lyons posted a five under 67 to seal an impressive victory of the Spanish Seniors Amateur Open in Seville. The 51-year-old from Galway was three shots back, heading into Sunday at Real Club Sevilla Golf, uh, but added another title to his trophy, shooting that five-under round. Um, Well, at least he thought he had. After lifting the silverware, he had to head straight back to the airport with his wife to catch a plane, Ryan Airplane, back to Cork on his trip back to Galway. But the cup didn't fit in the pair's hand luggage, and it became clear that Ryanair were not willing to change their luggage policy to help him out. Um, Went up to the desk and said, you can't board it with a trophy unless you put it in the luggage. They couldn't get it in the luggage. They tried to get it in both their hand luggages and weren't allowed to, and they had to leave it in Spain. What do you make of this? I mean, if you've just won a trophy at 51, you yeah, you've had a decent amateur career, but you've gone away, you've taken all that time, you've flown to a different country, and then you're being told, well, if that doesn't fit in your bag, you can't take it with you. Are you leaving that trophy? I'd be at least trying to dismantle it, but yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw this, and I thought, well, that's how crap these budget, I mean, I know Ryanair are a budget airline up there with EasyJet, um, but budget airline or not, the guy has spent four days in Spain winning that trophy, as well as a cheque of some sort, but he's had to leave that trophy behind, and I feel really shitty on him, and I think Ryanair should pay to have that trophy shipped to him in Ireland, because that's ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, couldn't he have just bought a bag and just paid the extra carriage? But they were told, I don't know. Uh, There's nothing mentioned on that, but that's what I would have done. I would have gone to the airport and bought another piece of luggage that put it in and then paid for it to go. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. I just thought it was funny. You know, I, I I don't know what you would have done in that situation, but, hey, I think I would have been leaving it. Or at least, or not leaving it, but trying to buy a piece of luggage that it would fit in. <sighs> Madness. Well, that's your news stories for the week. I've had my rant over live um, again. Sorry. Uh, I did get some heat from that. I got a couple of, why do I hate Live? I think I've explained it quite really. because Liv don't know how Live works. The reason they don't get OWGR points is because of whatever. The reason I don't like it is because of whatever. They don't know how to run the tournaments. they invitational events and people call them pros. As far as I'm concerned at this current state and, and place in time, Liv players are no longer professional golfers. They're being paid to play golf but it's an invitational series. There's nothing pro about it. Um, the heat I took from last week as well, saying Tiger should be done. Uh, a lot of, I had a few emails uh, on that one. Uh, and it, it's the truth. It's not just me that's saying it. There are people are in and around Tiger saying he should be done. He cannot play golf. He hasn't got the ability to walk 72 holes he's barely got the ability to make 18. um his best days are behind him um and i'm not gonna say i'm never gonna say never with tiger but i just don't think he's ever gonna win i don't i don't think he's ever gonna i think he's definitely never gonna win a major again i don't think he's ever gonna win a major i think he may win a golf tournament somewhere but he's never gonna win a major not at his age not at his current capability he's just not going to do it end of. for me um and i'm sorry that may hurt some people now people don't like me for that but i that's that's my honest opinion that's like saying is phil going to come back and win another major at 52 53 no <laughs> he definitely isn't so what's the difference with tiger just because he's tiger great mentally he, he's winning every every tournament he can get his hands on but physically yeah it's another another round of kettle of fish well that's the news for this week a little bit of updates of what i got in my inbox from the week before um so let's talk about fitness this week um and this is something uh pretty close to my heart and something i've started doing quite a lot of so we're going to talk foam rolling now You can, you've seen these big giant foam rollers, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, sometimes a hundred pounds depending on where you get them from. Um, But get yourself a nice cheap foam roller, 15, 20 quid, Tesco's, Little, Aldi, you'll see them. They're fairly reasonable from those shops. So self myofascial release uh, is a fancy term for self massage. Um, It helps release uh, muscle tightness, uh, trigger points and using a foam roller is one of the best ways to do this. Uh, It will make the difference when it comes to reducing soreness uh, after you go to the gym for an intense workout or even a game of golf. You can feel your calves and your legs quite tight. So getting yourself one of these and flopping around on the floor for a bit is gonna make a big difference. Um, Why do you need a foam roller? Uh, Stretching alone is not always enough to release muscle tightness. Uh, Imagine like a bungee cord with a knot tied to it. Uh, and then envision stretching that cord to increase the tension. So once you've played a round of golf, that knot only gets tighter uh, and the muscle in the attachment points um, get tighter, uh, but the knot in that muscle has remained unaltered. It's still there. So using a foam roller, you can break this up, this like adhesion up, uh, which will resume in normal blood flow and function. And, help you aid your recovery um, from your rounds. i'm going to list now like the 10 some of the best reasons why you should be doing it so reduce pain after exercise or run a golf improve your blood circulation release muscle tightness improve your performance so by breaking down these knots and adhesions in your muscles it's actually gonna help you become more flexible. You're gonna increase blood flow to those areas, it will help you prevent injury. Because a lot of, a couple of people I've spoken to in the last couple of years played a lot of golf in 2022 and 2023, and they've ended up um, with plantar fasciitis. So plantar fasciitis, if you don't know, is the fascia in the, underneath of the foot gets really tight because you're stood on your feet. It can take three to five hours to play a round of golf. They were playing two and three times a week, so they were on their feet 15 hours potentially a day, uh, 15 hours a week extra, on top of whatever work they were doing. Um, and that all the fascia in their foot and their Achilles and their calves got so tight, plantar fasciitis. So that basically you can't put your heel down. It's painful to walk on your heel. Um, uh, and the, all that fascia under your foot. So, being able to do something like this with a golf ball and a foam roller will also help aid and prevent this type, that type of injury. Uh, it maximises the effect, effectiveness of stretching. It will alleviate onset muscle soreness. So we've all been in the gym, um, or you know, been on a bike ride, or done some kind of exercise in a couple of days. You've been afraid to go upstairs, sit on the toilet, wherever it may be. So. Foam rolling will actually help that as well. Um, Anything from sort of five to 30 seconds, just rolling over the area. If there's anything that's quite sore, you can spend some more time on it. You know, foam rolling is a great way of improving your flexibility, aiding your recovery. Uh, And I recommend that you go and get yourself one. there's plenty of videos out there on YouTube. I'm not going to explain any exercises right now, but foam rolling is, for me, a great piece of equipment, and it's such a simple and effective way to help you recover and be a better golfer, better in and out of the gym, and better in your everyday life. So go and get one. And we're into the nitty gritty now. Um, the very last piece of the show, my coaching tip. Uh, I'm gonna talk about posture changes. Um, and I've done this with, it's been about six clients already this year. I've noticed a lot of people are, they're either very solid, they're, like, they're very rigid knees. They've just started and they're just using their upper body. So the hips don't move, the knees are just clenched, like someone's just pulled a string and pulled their knees tight. Um, and having that free flowing movement and that sort of soft bend, just allowed them to time their golf swing a little better. Um, while there's generally a standard way to up to the golf ball, or a reasonably standard way, it's all relative. Um, and posture changes, when someone's been playing for six, 12, months, two years in the same way, it's hard to get out of a habit of having hands really low, standing hunched over, standing with stiff legs, standing with two wider stands, standing with two narrower stance. All those are posture changes. Um, spine angle, things like that can, can be different, difficult to do. Golf is not a one size fits all sport. Um, if you get yourself a good coach Hopefully, some people class me as a good coach. Uh, I know a few do, at least a few, more than a few, to be fair. Uh, having posture changes, being able to see that you're too over or your hands are too low, just being able to stand a little bit taller, especially with longer clubs, because you don't want to be hunched over as four iron. If you're hunched over a four iron, you're giving yourself no room for that club to travel around your body. The same with a driver. Um, But if you've got, if you're in the exact same position with the pitching wedge as you are with your four iron or five iron, you're probably not hitting that five iron very well. Um, You know, the angles tend to get a little bit more upright as the clubs get a little bit shorter. But if your hands are going lower and lower, even as those clubs are are coming a little bit shallower in terms of lie angle as they get longer, you're still trying to put them in the position that a pitching wedge is. So you're not going to hit them very well. So posture changes do take time. There's not a one-size-fits-all one remedy, but just being aware that, as if you're playing variable-length clubs, longer the club, you need to stand uh, standing uh, being able to stand a little bit taller with a softer knee bend, allowing that club time and, and the space to travel around you is going to help. Um, and it, it is hard because we we will hit two or three balls. You might even hit a dozen with a coach perfectly. Then you'll go away to the range and you'll be working on, well, did I do that? Did I do this? Have I done that? Uh, so always try and pick a bay with uh, a mirror behind you so you can work on that. And if you've got some photos, if your coach has taken a photo of you, that's the position you're in. This is the position where you want to be. Um, you can kind of look at your phone and, and, and work that out from the mirror behind you. So yeah, uh, posture changes are massive. They can be, you know, game changing, uh, but they can be like an old pair of slippers or an old pair of socks or that pair of underpants you've got in your. Doesn't matter what the weather is; those pants are comfy. Ladies too, you got them, you got those comfy pants. doesn't matter what they are or what you wear, you're comfy, uh, and that's what your golf swing is, is comfy, because that's all you've known. So being able to stand a little taller, you might do it for three or four shots, two or three holes, and then go back to default. But as long as you recognize that you're doing it and make those changes over time, if you can just do first couple of holes, then do first three or four, then do five or six, then you are done the front nine. By the time you get to the front nine, you're probably fixed. Um, so, yeah, just be aware posture changes do take time in the golf swing. Um, and if you're being told to do something by a golf coach of any level, anywhere, um, don't just go back next week and say, okay, I, I haven't practiced, but this is what we were doing. If you're going to, if you're spending money on a golf coach, Uh, pga pro or not um don't do yourself the disservice of spending that money and then not practicing what you've learned or at least attempting to replicate the results that you had towards the end of that lesson because if you just go away from from one one session to another and you just go away and then come back everything you've done the week prior is gone Pretty much, but the ones that I've seen have come to me, and then I've seen a couple of days later, and a couple of days later, and then they've come back, and then they've played, and I've seen them a couple of days later on the range, a couple of days later on the range. They've gone away, so they've come to me, they've they've come use the range a couple of days later, they've played, they've used the range, they've come to me, they've played so by the time that they've had a couple of practice sessions they've had a couple of rounds they've seen me and then they've come to see me again at the end of that sector you know a, a couple of weeks later i know they've put into practice what we discussed and i can see the difference and the people that want to improve will put the time in the people that think i'm am a magic pill <laughs> keep thinking I'm a magic pill because I ain't gonna be able to do that forever. Um, So yeah, posture changes. Coaching tip is they take time, but if you need to work on them, because your posture, your grip, and the way you swing a golf club, you've been swinging it for, it might be three weeks, it might be 30 years the same way. But when someone like me comes along and says, you need to weaken that grip off, or you need to swing out to the right, not swing so far left, Um, Or you need to close your stance an inch. That inch closure might feel like you're just stepping one foot in front of the other, like you're walking forward. You've just got to give it time. You've got to make sure you put practice in in between the sessions. Otherwise, posture changes and things like that never, never work. Because you just default back to where you were. That's pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a fantastic day. This podcast will be going out a smidge late. It'll be out as soon as you can possibly get it. Uh, it'll be sometime around five o'clock on Monday. Um, enjoy your week. If you've got any thoughts on either, you know, live the Ryanair story or uh, the golf pro, let me know. Or you've got some stories for yourself from, from playing over the winter or playing with friends that you want to share. Let me know. I'll put them in the show. That's it for me. Have a great week. Bye-bye.